on the Troopney Show proper, a preview of Wrestle Kingdom 17, which we forgot to do. So we're going to do it now. There's a separate little show, which will go out a couple of days before and give us the full build. Um, and we'll be doing the a today at Wrestle Kingdom, obviously, because um, we will. <laughs> and um, we have got to start the show uh, with the opening match, which will be Raya Oa, one of the rookies, against new sighting, signing Bolton. Oleg, who, according to the United World Wrestling website, um, the Amateur Wrestling Association, is from Kazakhstan. He's 29 years old, and he was um, senior freestyle world champion in Serbia in uh, 2022. Um, oh, he was sorry, finalist. He lost in the final to Petrushevli, Geno Petrushevli of Georgia. You know, so he's pretty handy. Um, I have a feeling he's probably going to win. <laughs> it's an exhibition match. Any thoughts, John? It only has a three-minute time limit, so it's going to be intriguing to see what they can actually bust out in three minutes. And again, I suppose, usually under amateur contests, they don't run for that long anywhere, do they? Because it's usually a case of trap your opponent or throw them out the ring. True. I mean, the ones that they've run in before have been under proper amateur rules. The last one I saw was Great Okan versus Toriyano for the King of Pro Wrestling Championship. And Eugene Nagata kind of came down and explained all the rules and they did it properly as, as best they possibly could in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring, which is kind of small compared to an amateur pro wrestling ring. And obviously, amateur wrestling rings are circular, not square. Um, so, yeah. Um, It'd be intriguing, I think. But obviously, they're going to put Alec over. I would think just, you're not going to invite your new guy here to lose, are you? So, we'll see. No, but then um, again, this is New Japan. And they they love to sort of just be like... They love to do things weirdly. So, it's like, here's a new guy. He just lost. Here's another new guy. Just lost. I mean, that is the way of things. I was thinking back to when Stardom started today. You know, looking at that big crowd they had Rai Goku today. And like, you know... 15 years ago when they started and then Takahashi beat seven bases of shit out of Yoshikawa who was their great young hope rookie because she was a model <laughs> and she had to start from the beginning and genuinely shot on her and potatoed her and give her a black eye because that's how she had to start seems counterproductive but the fans loved her for it because she took a beating off Nanai and came back from it and she it's became Sorry, go on. Sorry. You finish, go. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of Dark Star like kid making an entrance with a bicycle? <laughs> yeah, that happened today. Um, next match on the show is that on the pre-show will be the New Japan Rambo to determine for the challenge. He will challenge for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2023 Championship at New Year Dash. Um, obviously, we won't know a ton of stuff that's happening at New Year Dash. Except for that match. Uh, it's been announced yet. I'm looking at the page on Wikipedia. That's the only match that's been announced. It'll be a four-way match. So the last four survivors of this match will go on 
for the championship in 2023. They have made this into a belt, which I'm annoyed about, to be honest with you, because I kind of like the idea of it being a trophy. Yeah, they got rid of the trophy and replaced it with a belt. Oh. It was like, well, it just makes it look different. I don't know. I suppose they kind of streamlined it and made it look... I think it's kind of one of the things that's like progress when they started. They didn't have belts either. They had like two matching shields for the tag team champions and a trophy for the heavyweight champion. But it did kind of look amateurish, I suppose. Whereas with New Japan, because you've got so many other belts and there's another title match on this that creates a new championship as well. It just was nice and different, to be honest with you. Anywho, shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, treat by what this next match is meant to be. Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki and Tiger Mask will take on Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima and Togi Makabe to pay memorial to Antonio Inoki. Well, it's the old lads having a crack in it. That's basically all you can say about it. it I mean, true... like it's some sort of tag title. It's like, oh yeah, these are the Inoki Memorial six-man tag title. Like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it's just a, it's just a match in memory of Antonio Inoki, not a match for a tag team championship of any like a seniors tour tag team championship. Though that won't be a bad idea. I'd like that. <laughs> a title only the old. Only the over 50s could, could, could wrestle for. But it looks like they've picked six people who are more than capable of beating the absolute tower out of each other. I like how they put the salty ones, Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki and Tiger Mask on one side and the big hitters on the other side. So like you have got Irresistible Force versus a movable object. That's really cool. Um, of course, Minoru Suzuki no longer aligned with Suzuki Goon there is no more Suzuki Goon, so we'll see what kind of comes out of that. There's probably going to be a lot of um, things happening there with that. Um, but Minoru Suzuki's kind of in hentai now by default, I guess. <laughs> in hentai. Hentai. I've done it again, haven't I? I keep mispronouncing hentai. that and I don't know why. Yeah. Hentai. We've got some Freudian slips on the go here. Hentai. <laughs> First grinder. Grinder, yeah. Hentai. Yes, I don't know what's going on. I've been off for title work for far too long. My mind's wandering to places it shouldn't go into. Anyway, yeah, it'll be intriguing. Shall we move on? Yeah. Right, got anything else to say about that match? I just like the sound of it, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't... You can switch this show off after you watch that, to be honest with you, haven't you, really? Watching them two, them six maniacs thrash the hell out of each other for five minutes would be far more entertaining than anything else on this show. Because <laughs> I don't have New Japan World anymore, so I don't honestly know if i'm gonna watch this year so this this is kind of the make or break of do i bother signing up again can we persuade john to watch the new japan wrestle kingdom this year um next match catch 2-2 tjp and francesco akira will defend the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championships against leo leo rush and yo of chaos this should actually be pretty handy they had a good really solid match in the the tag league um, and of course, uh, Leo ended up winning the tournament. So, in a chaos clean sweep of tag team tournaments this year, which I was very happy about. And hilariously, Yoshihashi got to, to deliver the uh, celebration, which he had to explain to Leo Rush. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. What did you think of this? What do you think of this? What's the odds on this one? New champions or not? It's Wrestle Kingdom. They like to make new champions. 
So I I reckon they'll take it. With Leo Rush being Leo Rush, there's a massive sort of appeal of putting a belt on him. And you need something to do. Like, they've been building him up as a star for, what, three years now? And then they went and made sure they wanted to go and do something different. So it's it feels like the right thing to do. So I, I do question, who should Will Ospreay fucking Reservoir Dogs? I don't know. Oh, why? Like, What's he, has he done that? They It's just the way that they've been doing their promos and stuff lately, where it's just all of them walking around in suits like it's the opening scene of bloody, Res- well, the sort of credit sequence for Reservoir Dogs. I and will point like out that... Brian, did he show Will Ospreay, Tarantino film? And it's just a case of, right, we're doing that now, forever. I will it's point like out... You can't fit the right. aesthetic that well. I'm going to say, I will point out that Chaos used to do that. <laughs> They used to do photo shoots in suits once a year, and they did that Reservoir Dog thing uh, in one of my most famous photo shoots, Nakamura and Okada, uh, staring down the camera as they walked towards the camera. Um, so, yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah. I, I, the thing is, Yo looks as happy as Larry. I have never seen him this motivated. He looks like he's enjoying wrestling again whilst tagging with Leo. And it's, it's just it's magic, absolute magic tag team. And I don't say that very often. The two guys have just got thrown together because, hey, we need you to be a tag team. Go. And they were just awesome from the get-go. Akira and TJP kind of have the edge in double team manoeuvres and tag team aesthetic, if you will. But I think, you know, Leo will probably win just because it makes more sense for them to win. And TJP and Akira don't defend those titles often enough. So, because they're not always in Japan to defend them. Whereas, you know, you've got a chance of keeping Leo together for a bit longer. So we'll be see. We'll see, I suppose. Uh, for a first, for the main show of Wrestle Kingdom, Kyrie will defend the IWGP Women's Championship against Tam Nakano. Um, obviously, Tam has been uh, a long-time player in, in stardom and has a kind of real slow burn to the main event. I have a feeling she ain't winning this, though. As much as I kind of would like her to, uh, I've got a feeling a certain blue-haired lady may make her presence felt. Yeah. Sorry? There's, there's not really a surprise to it anymore, is there? No. It's, uh, well, it depends. I mean, it, we don't know if she's signed to wrestle for stardom in New, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, do we? It would be intriguing if she signed to New Japan only, because then she'd be the first woman since China to be under contract in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, exclusively as a wrestler, obviously, you know, there are women who work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, so that would be intriguing, but I don't know. It's obviously Sasha Banks is who we're talking of, about. The, the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks is who we're talking about. Regardless here. of an appearance by the boss or not, this match is probably going to steal most of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think it'll get anywhere near enough time because, let's face it, it's going to be like 12 minutes and probably should do to be, especially the way stardom and booking their main event matches as of late it could do to be 20 minutes but they won't get that because this is a long ass show and here's one two three four five six more title matches to come <laughs> so yeah probably not um but yeah i think this is this is a possibility to steal the show um and whatever mercedes does is going to steal the show anyway isn't it that's going to be what everyone's talking about in the states so we'll have to see 
Joe Mugon, next match. FTR, that's... FTR. <laughs> FTR with the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Yeah, FDR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler will defend the IWGP Tag Team Champions against Bishimon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Intriguing, FTR lost their AAA Tag Team Championships last night to um, Dragon Lee and his brother, whose name escapes me, who's in AEW, uh, who won't hold him long because Dragon Lee announced he was leaving for WWE. <laughs> like literally five minutes after they won the match. So, well, that's that. Um, uh, Mike Freeland uh, put out a question this morning uh, about like why would you put does it not surprise anyone that they would put the tag team titles on Dragon Lee even though he just announced he was leaving for WWE to which my reply went it's AAA no yeah it's the AAA thing on the planet <laughs> yeah no it's a perfectly reasonable thing for AAA to do have you watched AAA before um, but yeah um Here's the thing. I love FDR. Absolutely adore them. They are awesome. And as me and Marcus discussed last week, their match at um, Final Battle with the Briscoes was a work of art of the highest order. And the series with the Briscoes this year has been outstanding. Their matches with Aussie Open have been outstanding. They're the best tag team in the world. Um, but they lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles to the Briscoes. They lost the AAA Tag Team Championships. So it kind of makes it more possible that Bishimon will take the titles off of FDR. This is another match that will steal the show, though. Absolutely. The place will explode if Goto and Hashi pull this off two years running. And FDR against Bushimon is a dream match. And it's like Bishimon kind of slept walk their way through World Tag League. They didn't have great matches at all. And it was like two days from the end, I'm going, they ain't going to get anywhere near this final. And all of a sudden, everybody else dropped out, TMDK lost points, and it's like, it just appears, oh, it's Bishimon versus Aussie Open. And it was an absolute barn burner. And it wasn't the best match of the tournament, but the fans loved it. They were on the edge of their seats because Bishimon are the ultimate babyface tag team. And FDR, while I doubt they'll work heel here, they'll probably work babyface or strategic heel would just get the absolute best out of Bishimon and it will, the place will go crazy for this match. Absolutely, surely will. And I think this will be like the emotional roller coaster ride it really needs to be. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, FTR, one of the best tag teams on the planet, but I don't see them leaving with those belts. It just, it makes sense. Do I think it'll be an easy sort of match? Oh, God, no. This is going to be one of the most probably dramatic, hard-fought, like ridiculously emotional matches on the on the card. And much like the match before, it will probably steal the show. <laughs> there's just so much at stake in this one since it's like FTR's last set of belts. And It is, yeah. yeah. I, I did mention this in time. In kayfabe, Briscoe Brothers are associate members of Chaos. Um, you know, they did Bishimon a massive favour in the kayfabe storyline by beating the living slot out of them for 25 minutes. That's done Bishimon a massive favour as far as the storyline is concerned. And of course, you've got like the drop the tag team titles to the faction ignorables. So it's all going in that direction. They may surprise us, but. Uh, 
even if they do, it'd kind of be sad because then you won't have the tag team titles defended. And there's plenty you can do with the tag team titles now because they established a bunch of teams during Tag League, which is really what it was for. So it was good. Uh, I just don't need the belts. They have such a pedigree at this point. It's a case of you don't need to keep the belts on them. It's like, have them in Japan, have them defended regularly and bring FTR back in a few months to come and break someone's ankles. And if they are going back to AEW, um, of course, they have got loads of people in the AEW tag team division that they haven't wrestled for a while because they've been doing of honor stuff. So that will be intriguing. They've already got a few lined up with the guns. So um, we'll see how we go from there. But anywho, the brand new NJPW World Television Championship will be created on this particular night, a tournament final, which will be between Ren Narita and Zack Sabre Jr., because what New Japan really needed was another championship balance. <laughs> Why? Why does this exist? I don't know. I just, uh, like, I don't get it. I just don't. Mm, don't know. Don't know why. Just don't know why. I, I, I mean, I have a feeling Zach's going to win it, and he will be a great first champion to establish it. I think Narita would be a great first champion as well, and it would kind of be very different to have him beat the veteran in the final and, you know, carry the belt. But Zach would be, you know, it gives Zach something to do, and maybe it was intriguing on the Suzuki Gun final match. It was Zach that took the pinfall over Suzuki. And because Suzuki took everyone in the stable's best shot and then encouraged Zach to hit him with the Zach driver and he got the pinfall, which does say to me, there's a signal there saying Zach's, Zach's going to come up with something special. Like he's going to come up with, and he's already started building things. He's got a couple of, you know, when he's been wrestling House of Torture, he's had a couple of the young boys decoy for him, dressed as Zack Sabre Jr. so he could come out a different entrance to attack evil from behind. It's kind of like he's building this squad of young wrestlers, like Suzuki did 11 years ago, learning from I the master. It's like Zach, Tai Chi, and just an army of young guys. No, they said Zack and Tai Chi are separated. Uh, Dangerous Tech is split up as well. So they won't tag anymore. They've called it a day. So I'm intrigued as to where they go from here with this. Because it's an interesting way of ending a faction. Rather than everybody break up and split up and join another faction, they've just literally separated everyone and say start again and see who ones were. It's kind of like just that's the best way to do it with Suzuki Gun though, because there was never for as as tense as things got between some of the members. Sometimes there was never that sort of great split with them. They no. were always unified, and when the time came, they would always be on the same page to kill someone. It's that feels fitting for Suzuki Gun. Yeah, some interesting if any of... if any of them will join different factions. Because, like, Duke is kind of like an absolute perfect fit for LIJ in when he senses, you know. Um, so is Desperado. Well, whether they join or not, I'm not sure. You know, it, it's difficult to see where they fit in unless they... Desperado, could, he, he's massively popular and could be, you know, a Hontai wrestler if he wanted to be. But he isn't really. He's I a heel, it. isn't he? My dumbest dream at the moment is Desperado just brings in Jun Kasai and Master Shitakida and it's just like, we're the deathmatch car. 
<laughs> and they just start think... bringing like, full-on hardcore matches to New Japan. It's just full-on like death matches. I really it's just, like I... anyone dares come for Desperado has to go through Kasai and Takeda. Hell, bring Toshiyuki Sakuda in. I'd love that. <laughs> just the New Japan death match stable. I don't think they'd allow it. And you kind of got that with um, House of Torture. You can't have anyone that's more evil than House of Torture, can you? So it'd be difficult. I understand what you're saying. What's what's evil about death match? (laughs) These could be the most beloved people on the... Like, Jun Kasai is one of the most popular wrestlers in Japan. I'm just saying. (laughs) Just bring... Like, just sort of... Form a partnership with Freedoms and just have, like... Takeda, Kasai, Sakuda, and Violento Jack rotating into New Japan on a daily basis to do deathmatch stuff under Desperado. Kasai and Takeda were in my match of the year, or one of my matches of the year, by the way. In the, the Glade 37 match. I that's, saw that. That match is phenomenally incredible. good. It is just like, for a cold match, it's just like. Um, Let's have a match between two guys who don't wrestle each other very often and two guys who don't wrestle each other very often. And it's just like, bleh, and they just absolutely have a barnstorm. It's just amazing. Just absolutely brilliantly well done. Anywho, let's talk about this guy. <laughs> the Never Open Weight Championship will be defended by Carl Anderson against Tama Tonga. Carl Anderson will, of course, be accompanied by Luke Gallows. Um, and Tama Tonga will be accompanied by Jado because Triple H let him out of the house for the evening. Uh, <laughs> this is apparently in the pipeline when negotiations started with WWE and one of the things that Carl Anderson said was I want to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom in a singles match for a championship which I've never done before and as I'm the never open weight champion I'd like to complete that and Triple H was like alright then you can do that so which is quite remarkable really isn't it and I'm, I'm intrigued as to how the Sasha Banks stuff plays out even though Carl Anderson is going to do this it's, it's such an interesting sort of like dynamic the sort of lengths WWE is going to distance itself from half the sort of things it did in the past it's it's working with people and to be fair this will be a pretty decent match all things considered Tamatonga has gone through a renaissance and Carl Anderson is still sort of one of the more underrated singles guys when he's given the chance to sort of, you know, just have a match and pop off. So this this should be a good match. And it should be, hopefully, a sort of signal that, hey, maybe we don't just have to keep our guys under our company's house. Maybe we can let them go on excursions and have some fun. They might not hate us so much. Funnily enough, really what Shinsuke Nakamura said um, about his match with the Great Muta on January the 1st at Noah at the Tokyo Dome. Um, Nakamura was interviewed today and he said, I kind of always wanted to do that match, but I never thought it would happen because Vince wouldn't allow it. Now Vince is gone, the company's changed, and I was able to negotiate for it. I wanted to do this match. You know, it was kind of his, it wasn't his idea because Muta had floated the idea. I got word to him that he wanted to do it. And Nakamura was like, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I can't. <laughs> and you do get the feeling that Vince would not have allowed a lot of things. Because, I mean, it's like, you know, Noah's got a association talent swap with AEW. 
you know, Muta could appear on AEW TV and has done in the last year and will be tagging with AEW wrestlers with less than a month's time from this particular match. Um, and, you know, WWE are quite happy to let Shinsuke Nakamura go over there. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura could theoretically appear on AEW television perfectly legally <laughs> because he's been he's been in a Noah match. It's a bit weird, but it's like wrestling was in the 80s. The way it looks, though, there's only so much you can do with a company full of people. You can't use everyone all of the time. No, true. But like AEW lets wrestlers do indies. Fucking why not have people like under contracted like vacations almost in other companies? It's like you have you could have representations for your product wrestling all over the globe, continuously oh, yeah. bringing more attention to. Like WWE might be the biggest like brand on the planet, but there will probably still be people all around the world who have no idea who the hell they are and could benefit from, you know, some WWE wrestlers just appearing in companies for a few weeks at a time. It's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let I don't know. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's gonna go and do a month in Japan. We're gonna let Carl Anderson do several weeks of New Japan TV. We'll go send Asuka to stardom. It's like, just imagine all the sort of stuff that, from, like, this match, you've got a WWE star on the biggest New Japan show of the year. Like, why is this, why wouldn't you do this? And it, it's I'm... kind of annoying that it took an entire change in leadership <laughs> to get to this point. Even then, I mean, like, um, this morning, on the NXT official WWE Twitter account, they read, well, no, they posted the retirement, the AAA retirement video. It was a handheld shot from somebody at ringside. I guess somebody, the, I guess uh, uh, um, Dragon Lee asked somebody to tape it for them. And there is Dragon Lee announcing his, his departure from AAA with the AAA World Tag Team Championship over his shoulder with an FTR nameplate on it. On an official WWE account this morning, and like that would not have happened even six months ago, and it's like it's just like everyone's taken a breath and gone. We don't have to try to keep putting each other out of business. We could just exist. <laughs> I think this is the thing. It's wrestling isn't one box. It's an entire no. stack of boxes that are continuously being knocked over by an angry toddler. It's like. There are always going to be other companies out there and you shouldn't be afraid of them. You should be trying to work with them or trying to, you know, build competition because then you'll always push each other to be better. I mean, this like, is... Just a, look this... at... Sorry. Go for it. Are, are you going? I was going right. to go on to another tangent there about just like... I was too. Look at how him. WWE improved since AEW appeared. You bring out a sudden competitor, that's it. You've got to raise the game. But yeah. like... We've got all these names and pegs on the board. Why not work together? That was illustrating my point. I mean, people were saying this morning, the only reason why Dragon Lee got signed was because he appeared on AEW TV without a contract. Yes, that's how wrestling works and is supposed to work and has worked since about 1945. You find a talent that works for somebody else, you see where they can fit into your company, you make them an offer, and if they're not signed to a contract, then they go to you. If they are signed to a contract, they work their dates and then they come to you afterwards. That's how wrestling works. It's wrestling worked for years and years and years and years. It's not WWE 
is being, yeah, they were being opportunists because Dragon Lee didn't have a contract because he was out of contract with Ring of Honor when they closed down. New Japan didn't have him tied up. AAA didn't have him tied up. So therefore, he can go where he wants to. Um, well, that's how wrestling works. <laughs> it's supposed to work like that, you know. And I have a bit more faith that he probably will have a better time there than he would have done in the past because the flow from NXT to the main roster is very different than it was six months ago. Anywho, let's just get on with the rest of this card. Chieji Muto, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Shota Umino will go up against Los Ignorables de Japón, Tetsuya Nato, Sonada, and Bushi in Muto's last ever New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Um, this is Chieji Muto, not the great Muto on this particular card. Uh, the theme of this year's World Tag League is Tetsuya Nato and Hiroshi Tanahashi haven't got onto the big card. How will they? Well, here you are. <laughs> It's not something either of them wanted to do as far as, like, I'm sure they wanted to be in big tag team title matches, but they ended up in this, which is a pretty big deal because it is Muto's last match. I have no idea who wins this. I've got a feeling that Muto will get a pinfall on Bushi. I love how we both had the same thought, and it's just because poor Bushi. Yeah. Because there's there's no other real options. He's going to sell that Shining Wizard like a champ. Probably have to get... In fact, no, it's Muto, so there won't be any miss. Or maybe Bushi missed someone. Possibly. I don't know what happens there other than that. I know Bushi's getting pinned. Because you're not going to pin Chota Umino because he's new and on the up. And you're not going to pin Hiroshi Tanahashi because it's freaking Hiroshi Tanahashi. You're definitely not pinning Muto in his last Nada. match. Nada's got nothing to lose at the moment. No, I don't think you'll learn. I think they protect him. Bushi's the only junior heavyweight. He's there to get pinned. That's his, ruthless, his only reason for existence. But hey, he'll get a big payday because it's on a big show, so good for him. <laughs> Shall we move on? Taiji Ishimori versus El Desperado versus Hiromu Takahashi versus Master Wato in a four-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Put it on Wato. I want the whole to fucking burn. I want to see everyone get outraged that Master Wato beat the three best junior heavyweights in New Japan. I would I, I, that now. I wouldn't disagree with you. But, I mean, he's 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 good. He's solid enough. He's not in the same class as the other three. But the other three don't need the championship either, do they? It could literally be a one-day reign, and he just loses it to like the day after at New like New Year's Dash to someone else. But just just make it happen. Make Wato's day. Make everyone <laughs> on wrestling Twitter what the fuck, and then just get on with it. Like. <laughs> I, I love Taiji Ishimori, I love Hiromu Takahashi, and I adore El Desperado, but just the sheer entertainment factor there would be from <laughs> Master Wato winning would be insane. Well, this is the thing, it's like, I, I, I don't see what that belt does for Ishimori, Desperado, and Takahashi at this particular point, because they've all been ace level, whereas Wato desperately need something to make him that next level and what's bigger than winning the championship at Wrestle Kingdom and there's been worse IWGP Junior Champions let's be honest so I don't see why he can't and I think you're absolutely right it would be shock value but it would catapult him into the stratosphere wouldn't it just waiting for them to give El Desperado like the US championship or something I don't think he's done with the junior heavyweight division yet. See, this is the thing. 
Takahashi and Takahashi and Desperado, to a lesser extent, Ishimori, those two could wrestle at heavyweight and get away with it. I don't think Ishimori and Wato can. Ishimori's, I hate to say too old because he's not old, but you know what I mean? He's not got enough time left to make it work and he's particularly short. Even though he is the Swiss Army knife of Japan's junior division, he can do anything. But I don't think he's got enough presence to be a heavyweight. Whereas Despi and Takahashi have wrestled heavyweights and not looked a bit dropped off next to him. Like Desperado versus Akada early this year was one of the matches of the New Japan Cup easily, maybe the best match of the New Japan Cup. And he didn't look anywhere near behind. And Akada put him over. Like, you are the best junior heavyweight in the world. You're maybe not quite good enough to be a heavyweight yet, like my stature, but you will one day. And that's the thing. I think Despi could wrestle as a heavyweight. I know Hitakahashi could wrestle as a heavyweight, cause, but it's but they're both committed to making the junior heavyweight the main event division in the company. And therein lies the problem. And you've got the problem, the same problem that Dan Mikey had, the same problem Tiger Mask had, same problem junior Joshi Liger had in a different sense. They're the best thing they've got in that division. Why would you take them away? But what do you do with them now? <laughs> this embarrassment of riches. You kind of like, Making Wato, every time I look at that list, making Wato champion makes more and more logical sense because it's something different. We haven't seen it before. I, would I don't literally look to see everyone melt down that they give the emo ninja a bloody belt. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know what a Wato championship run looks like. I know what Desperado championship run like, and an Ishimori run looks like, and a Takahashi run looks like. I don't know what a Wato run looks like. And he runs the goal and against them three for three defences and then drops it to somebody else. But it would make it, it would get him over. It wouldn't hurt the other three. Especially if he pins, pins Ishimori, because you're really trying to protect Desperado and Takahashi. If he pins Ishimori, it doesn't really matter if he wins or loses because he's, he's got the belt at a kind of fallow time for the division. But you could really get Wato over with those three in singles matches. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not hating it. A year ago, <laughs> both of us would have cried. But now, it's not a bad idea. It's not terrible. Shall we move on? If we have oh, I forgot about this match. I should be excited <laughs> for it. It's wow. Kenny Omega, but it's like, it's going to be Kenny Omega in a Will Ospreay match. Yeah, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah, Don Callis in kind of Omega's corner with uh, Gideon Gray in Will Ospreay's corner. Um, someone said they wanted to see a fight between Don Callis and Gideon Gray, and Gideon Gray's response yeah. was, surely you'd prefer to watch two of the best wrestlers who ever lived <laughs> working each having a great match rather than watching us two batter each other. But if you want to have a crack in the car pile, that'll be all right by me. Um, so yeah, oh, I... Gideon Gray, he's, he's <laughs> so good, he is so yeah. charismatic, and he's just so good at working people, it's incredible. Um, I don't know who wins this, I do, I'm guessing Omega because I don't think they drag him all the way over there for him to lose, to be honest with you. I don't know, I, I almost have the sense that they're gonna, 
they're going to use Omega to put Osprey over and then keep him around to do other things with other people. Because let's face it, the amount of money, time and effort New Japan have put into Will Ospreay and to have him still flagging behind people who aren't even in the company anymore, like your Kenny Omegas, they're probably like, right, for Ospreay to be the best, he's got to beat the best, which isn't necessarily an accurate way of doing things, but I think it's how they're going to do it. I I actually think this will probably be a really good match because Omega could work with a broom. True. And Osprey does have a knack for stepping up and diversifying a bit when he's against high like intensity opponents. Will it still fall into the it's an Osprey match? Quite possibly. Do I care enough? No. I'm just happy to see <laughs> Kenny Omega back in his happy place. Yeah, I think you're about right there. It's 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 intriguing. It'll be something different. A lot of things have happened since the last time they wrestled each other. Um and yeah. Say I'm going to enjoy it, but um, it, it'll it'll be there. <laughs> it'll happen whether I want it to or not. So I best kind of just sit back and really not care. I hope Kenny wins. Put it that way. I I'm just ridiculously happy every time United Empire lose. Um, I always want Kenny Omega to win. He's my favorite wrestler yeah. for a reason. It's just I don't know. In the grand logic of how New Japan tends to work, I just don't see him winning. No. Yeah, um, Aaron Henry's book, uh, by the way, out, is out now. Should you wish to, um, just as a speaking of United Empire, um, I'll go find this because I actually posted it in the Truth and Shut group this week and went, I went out of my way not to buy you this for Christmas. Um, Harry Henry has a book. Aaron Henry has a book. I'm going to get you the title uh, now. Uh, the book is entitled. Um, where are we? It's not a fucking alpha male thing, is it? It is. I've got, I've got the message. I've got the picture up. Oh, it's the wrong. I'm looking at the wrong chat. I'm looking at the video chat. Uh, there we go. Yeah, we were chatting earlier this week about Dragon Lee this morning. That was it. Um, there we go. Yes, Aaron Henry, Primal Manhood. A man's guide to reclaiming masculinity in the modern world. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> this is oh, why United yeah. Empire. You know, I love a lot of people in United Empire. I really do. I love Ozzy Open. I love Gideon Gray. Hmm. I love Great Okan. Akira's alright. I quite I enjoy Akira Francesca. TJP yeah. is an excellent worker, as long as he doesn't open his <laughs> mouth. And it's then <laughs> you've got Hanare, who went from being an islander savage to being a Streets of Rage character to whatever the hell he is now. And it's like he must spend so much time just beating off to Andrew Tate. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, no, he he um, doesn't masturbate. He's gone on record as saying that. Oh, yeah, he's one of the NNN advocates. Yes. Uh, just generally, no, 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 no sexual, in, uh, onanistic sexual enjoyment whatsoever. I wonder he's angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, we, we've gone so far off topic, we're now talking it about is. Cyrus. I know where it works. 
Well, we're gonna we're gonna well we needed a bit of a a power cleanser, if you will. Needed a bit of real <laughs> <laughs> before we talked about the main events. So let's move on oh. to the main event. JY defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika Okada, the never-ending story of Bullet Club versus Chaos, and arguably the never-ending story of Kazuchika Okada against Jay White. I, I'll be honest, I'm not really excited about as much as I should be, and I don't think it's... I think it's because New Japan have done a shit job of promoting this cast. And it's because they've gone into the trap of, ah, oh, it's Wrestle Kingdom, everyone will watch it which is what WWE would do with WrestleMania, which is fine, because WrestleMania will sell out 100,000 seats no matter what happens. You could put, I don't know, get Bart Gunn out of retirement and stick him against Sting, and it would still sell out anyway. You know, it's WrestleMania. But Wrestle Kingdom isn't like that. You actually have to put some effort in. And it's like, the good thing they've done is like chopped it down to one night, so that's pretty, pretty much guarantee a good crowd. But I still don't think they've put enough work into promotion for the Western market, even though the, with Osprey and Omega, obviously that's going to be a big draw, and Kyrie as well, because um, she's quite famous, and obviously FTR too. But it feels like they've not got like actual like poster and social media stuff going. Like you look on Twitter, Jay White was champion. Yeah, you see, like, that's I trouble. genuinely forgot Jay White was champion because he had def- he hasn't defended the belt in Japan for like since he won it. How many times has he defended it? I know he's defended it this more is than his once. Third defense. Uh, According to the New Japan website, this will be his third defense. This is his third, yeah, his third defense in 198 days, compared to Okada's run, which was uh, four defenses, 159 days, and Takagi's run, three defenses in 211 days. So I suppose he's better than Chingo was. Or, you know, it's still. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it, it's not I don't think it's Jay's fault I don't think it's Okada's fault it's going to be awesome because it's Jay and Okada but I'm not as like it's not making things tingle the way it should does that make sense the problem I have is it, it's just Okada versus White another one like it feels like they're trying to capture the magic that was Okada versus Omega again but mm. the difference between that was that it was spaced out over the course of a couple of years. They had, was it was it one year or two? But either way, they they give a nice enough breathing room between each match. Well, and each is match about... was different. The yeah. problem with the White versus Okada store is that it's always been the same, near enough. And we've think, never had Jay White drop that far out of the main event scene. And I never want him to, because I love Jay White. But considering I've forgotten he was champion, and the first thing I see to remind me of cha- him being a champion is, oh, it's Okada White, another one. It's, oh, so it's going to be the same 40-minute match, roughly. It'll be good for about 20 of those 40 minutes. And chances are it's going to end with Okada getting the title again. Mm. And that's that's just how cynically I boil those types of matches down now. I mean, I think this is the thing as well, is that, I mean, to be fair, the Omega Okada series was four matches because they had a G1 match in between as well. But the actual championship matches are the ones people remember. Um, 
the the thing is with this, I think, is Okada and White are perfect opponents for each other, but they didn't also, you have to bear in mind, Omega and Okada was built on high spots. You know, there was big, it was they were big stunt matches. And Jay White isn't that kind of wrestler. He's a different kind of wrestler that gets a different kind of heat, which is difficult to sell in GIFs and memes and stuff if anyone was allowed to do that. And there's another issue. The biggest issue in New Japan is they've killed their own buzz. You know, Okada and Omega was, you know, Senor Laureato's kind of like, it was the peak GIFing kind of era of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what got people excited about it on social media and build their Western audience. And JYA isn't that kind of wrestler, though he's a great heat getter. And he's just as good as Omega in a different way. But the issue becomes like it's not um, just isn't as it's difficult to promote in the same way as that. No, you haven't got the sort of dynamic footage you can draw back on and like, look what happened last time, because what happened last time is probably going to be similar to what happens this time. There'll be different sequences, possibly a few different new moves, a few new fake outs and things like that. But as much as I love both guys who are in this match, they are just going to have the same match they always have. And a lot of people will like it. But at the same time, a lot of people are just going to be like, well, what's new? What's what's Mm. different? To be honest with you, they would have really been better off a card of beating Jay White at Dominion and then Jay White winning the G1. Even I feel if like Okada it's was just the... time to use some different main eventers. Oh, I don't disagree like... with you, but I can understand they're going to milk Okada as long as they can have him, because obviously he's a dad now, and they've just lost NATO and Tanahashi at the main event scene. So they still need to bring up Osprey to that level and Zack Sabre Jr. They've only really got Okada and White who are really and Shingo I suppose who they could really push at that level um, but they've been pushing Shingo at the bottom of the card for the last six months so what we're we doing with him? They should have pulled the plug on Sonata like months ago possibly years ago as much Maybe. as I dislike him he seems like the person they need to be melding to be sort of the fill-in for when Arcada finally decides, Drops right, I don't need to be doing this every... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it feels like they've left things far too late and now we're like they're going to suffer for it because what do you do when all your names start disappearing and you've not made the effort to get more people up there? It's... it's all- there's also the issue of Okada won the G1 in August. This main event was tied up then. You know, we haven't noticed it for the last two years because the G1's been in November, sorry, October and September. And that's not as long for you to kind of tie up the main event scene. And now you've gone back oh, to the tradition. Oh, the briefcase once. No, he hasn't, no. Because that's how they usually sort of build tension to the Wrestle Kingdom mm. main event by like having them defend the briefcase and being like, oh, I'm coming for your main event spot. No, they're not no, even bothered no. doing that this year. No, they said they said that he's not defending it. He's absolutely going to be the main event for that show. 
because um, they wanted the long build, which is fine, but that means you can't guarantee that White doesn't drop the championship between then and then. So essentially, your main event scene has been tied up for six months. Well, not six months, August, September, October, November, build. December. Five months it's been tied up. And it's like... There's been you've more had, build. Yeah, you've had five months, and it still doesn't feel like it's Wrestle Kingdom next week. Literally a no, week from does, today. But you, just, yeah. you don't know anything about the main event. No, like, and it's like... They built uh, hype with the juniors. They built yeah. hype with Tag League. They built hype with Muto. They've built hype with the women. But they've not built any hype towards what they are classing as their biggest match on the card. No, it, it's, it's, it's almost like they're just getting complacent with their name value. It is to an extent. And there's also no rub between Chaos and Bullet Club because we've seen Chaos versus Bullet Club how many times before. You know, it is the key is the key driving force about new behind New Japan Pro Wrestling is, you know, Chaos versus Bullet Club. That's been the story for ten years. Which is great. But they haven't mentioned it <laughs> since since when? You know, it is just like and it's not it's cause chaos isn't the force it once was. Because, you know, Ishii's kind of losing value, bless him. He's not near the top of the card. They need another Chaos need a heavyweight, an Akada level heavyweight, to come up the ranks and like be the next guy in line for Chaos. Or what's the point in them being there? As much as I say that as a Chaos fan, Goto is um, never going to win the World Championship. Uh, Yoshihashi might do, believably, at some point. But he's still not quite there for that yet. But they haven't got anyone coming up behind Akada the way that Akada came up behind Nakamura. Um, they need someone in that faction who could be a threat. Not anyone that can replace Jay White either. No, that's another issue, you know. And uh, Jay White's not old though. Jay White's not even thirty yet, is he? Is he? How old is he? Twenty-eight. I thought he was. Uh, yeah, he's thirty. Jay White's thirty. Jay White's got another sixteen years left. I don't mean like. It's just a case of there's no credible second in command you can throw out occasionally so that White can take a break. Carl because they could have but done that with Tamatonga, but Tamatonga's gone. Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> it's like they may they wanted Tamatonga to be the big baby face, which he is, and he's like the biggest baby face in the company now. And he's gonna beat Carl Anderson, he's gonna whip him like a government mule, as they used to say back in the day, to win that championship. And he will be come out as the big baby face. But equally, that left, that left the, the, the one guy who was behind Jay White is Juice, who's just signed with AEW. So that leaves you with ELP as the second in command of Bullet Club once Kyle Anderson totals on back to Connecticut. That's that's they a bit of a drop to, off. <laughs> they need to sign someone new for Bullet Club. And I yes. don't even know who that would be at this point. Well, is Chase second in command? He's been there longer than anyone else, I suppose. Yeah, but much like much like Goto, he's never going to win the World Heavyweight title. No, isn't. The LP either, though, is he? Oh, I don't know. Chase could win six. I can see Chase winning a singles championship. I can see Chase winning never a point championship at some point. And he's been World Tag Team Champion, but he, he's, he's kind of taken over the Carl Anderson role, really. But they haven't got anyone coming up. They need to bring a young boy up to kind of like the way they did with Jay White. 
Because um, Yeah, well, Schultz is kind of like he's going to be like the next Tanashi, isn't he? He's got he's got he's got the mode. He's in right. I think um, there's a couple of people who are out on maneuvers at the moment who would be ideal for it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But that's going to happen um, on the fourth of January at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, we'll probably put this out on the Tuesday on the third. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll probably sound the Tuesday on the third, I would think. And that pretty much wraps up the show for us today. My name is James Troop, and you can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter, Sheriff Lone Star TX on Instagram, um, and various other places at the minute. Uh, where are you, John, on the old internet, sir? You can find me at John Deathman on Twitter, you can find me at John underscore Deathman on Instagram. And yeah, those places will give you access to ramblings, writings, opinions, screenshots from matches I'm reviewing and watching. And you can find me on Patreon at Deathmatch Digest, which is my paid for platform full of both paid for and freebie content where you can read about different deathmatches from well, different generations, including this week's t- um, offering of Bruiser Brody and Abdullah the Butcher. I took a deep dive into that feud and there are three new reviews looking at the weekend's ICW shows featuring Abdullah Kobayashi and the Texas Deathmatch Massacre too. There you go. Uh, we'll be back uh, with today at Wrestle Kingdom and then today at New Year's, back, New Year's Dash um, later in the week. Um, unfortunately, I have a trading day. Well, that's just rude, isn't it? Uh, on the first on the day of Wrestle Kingdom, so I'll not be able to watch the whole show first thing in the morning like I usually do. I actually have to go to work, which is unfortunate. But there we go. So by the end of the day, you will have um, a review of the show on that day. I'm sure we've got loads of stuff to catch up on, which we will do in the first full Troopany show of the year, um, depending on who's available for what. I think Marcus is watching that Glee show tomorrow with me. Um, but yeah, that's us for the Troopany show extra edition today. Take care, we'll speak to you soon. Bye.